Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try the skin. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it. But I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of The Neurodivergent Nurse. I know, I know there was not an episode last week and I am so, so sorry. Truly, I thought that there was going to be enough time to be able to take an exam in physics and study for that on top of being able to work full time and go out of town to a wedding in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Turns out I was wrong. But the perk is, The good news, if you are a Patreon to the Neurodivergent Nurse, you are going to have a postcard from Philly in the mail coming to you any day now. It was sent out to you in the last day or two, so I hope you get it. I hope you enjoy it, and spoiler alert, there's actually going to be another one going out to you in two weeks because my wedding anniversary is coming up, and we're taking a vacation to a place. You want to guess where it's going to be? You probably won't guess it, but that's okay. You're going to see from the postcard where we will end up. Also, I want to add right here at the very beginning. I don't know if you remember, but I have made a couple posts about this. This book that used to be published, and it was postcards of people who had secrets all throughout the world, just regular people, you and me, and they shared with the entire world with anonymity about the things that they were going through or something they have never told people. Well, I'm not going to mention the name of it, but it's a phenomenal book. I want you to send me, if you're willing, anonymous messages to the neurodivergent nurse at gmail.com because I have an idea to do something very similar. So if you have a secret that is related to to your ADHD, to your neurodivergency, I would love if you would be willing to share it with me so that I could share it with the world in a very anonymous sense. Okay, so again, that is the neurodivergentnurse at gmail.com. And let's see what happens in the next couple of months with it. So this week's episode is about something that I've been dealing with a lot lately, and it is ruminating. You may think, what the heck is that? Well, let me ask you, has your head ever been filled with one single thought or maybe even a string of thoughts, but it just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating? It's almost like a broken record that keeps going on in your head. The process of continuously thinking about the same thoughts, which tend to be sad or dark, it's called rumination. 
The habit of rumination can be dangerous to your mental health as it can prolong or intensify depression, as well as impair your ability to think and process emotions. It may also cause you to feel isolated and it can, in reality, push people away. For those of us with ADHD, it is not uncommon for us to ruminate on things like that one thing that we wish that we would have said yesterday at brunch, or even that guy that I wish that I would have never let go back in college. The thing that you're terrified of happening this Friday, or just what you want to have for lunch. Sometimes it doesn't matter what it is, but it's stuck. Repeating the same thing over and over and over again. So let's, let's talk about this definition. What is rumination? The term actually comes from cows. It's kind of weird, right? But when cows eat their food, they chew it a bit, swallow it, bring it back up to chew it some more. And as gross as that is, it's what we do when we ruminate on a thought too, right? I mean, that makes sense. We have the thought, we process it a bit, and then we move on. But we just don't leave it there, do we? No, nope, no, we don't. We just bring it back up again and chew on it some more. Unlike cows, though, our ruminations tend to have two different types, negative rumination and anxious rumination. Let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about the negative rumination. Negative ruminations are usually about the things that happen in the past that we don't like. They can reach far back into our history, repeating our greatest mistakes, our greatest regrets, and our pains. Or sometimes they get less specific, sounding like a general self-recrimation. I'm such a mess, or I'm so stupid, no wonder no one likes me. Then we have our anxious rumination. Anxious ruminations are usually about the future. Things we are scared of happening, things that we want to somehow keep from happening, or fears that we're working to avoid. Anxious ruminations are usually about control, trying to keep our lives within the control that we have over it. All right, you may be wondering, okay, that sounds a lot like overthinking. So what's the difference between the two? There aren't really strict definitions of either term. And people often use them interchangeably. However, rumination is more often what we call a thought process that people return to repeatedly. Whereas overthinking can be a single episode of excessive or stuck thought on one problem, on one question, or on one decision. Now, let's talk about this issue for those of us with ADHD brains. Why do those of us with ADHD brains have so many ruminating thoughts? ADHD brains aren't the only ones prone to rumination. I'm sure you can understand that, right? All brains ruminate. We are programmed to do it. If you think back to when our primary goal as humans was to survive, run from the lions, run from the tigers and the bears to keep from falling off of cliffs, our brains had to focus on the danger. That's where our flight or fight came in. Our brains had to think through the things that went wrong so that they didn't go wrong again. And they had to plan for the things in the future that might still go wrong. So those of us with ADHD brains are no different. We are programmed to focus on past mistakes and future danger. But ADHD brain, extra prone to ruminating because we are constantly fighting a part of our brain that I like to call 
brain recess, which is also the default mode network if you want to go technical, is that distracting, wandering part, the super shiny and is always on in the ADHD brain. So how do we stop it? To stop your brain from ruminating, you need to call it from recess and get it focused and engaged on something else. So how do you do that when ADHD brain struggles to get engaged? It's always easier to avoid temptation than to resist it. And I don't know, this is true of rumination too. If you can stay out of it altogether, it's so much easier than if you just have to turn it off. So take a moment and think through the following questions. Question number one, what are the things you tend to ruminate about? Question number two, what are the things that trigger you to start ruminating? Question number three, are there certain times or places that cause you to do this the most? Question number four, are there ways to occupy your brain during those times? For example, maybe your mind always wanders back to your painful high school experiences while washing dishes at night. Can you listen to an absorbing and intriguing podcast next time? So make it active. Sometimes we can't avoid it. But if you take the rumination out of that, quote, recess brain by making it active, you can move out of the negative thought cycle and into positive learning. So how do we make it active? One, if you have a pen, pencil, and a piece of paper, this is what I want you to do. I always do better when I can write things down and see it myself. I want you to draw two columns on a piece of paper. In the first column, I want you to make a list of everything that's circling in your brain, every thought that you are stuck on at the moment. Now, in the next column, I want you to brainstorm possible actions you can take that would help resolve that problem or fear. Now, once you've done that, I want you to look over the possible actions and circle the ones that you think will work the best. Here's what seems like it could be the most difficult part, but it's actually the easy part. Take each action and make a plan for doing it. For people who are anxious, ruminations, what often happens is we travel on the same short-term mental loop. Oh no, what if that happens? That would be bad. Oh no, I hope that doesn't happen. That would be horrible. And on and on and on. This little cycle feels horrible, so we try to avoid it. And we certainly never want to go any deeper. But what if you did the opposite of that? When we explore our fears, the opposite of what we think ends up happening, the fear gets smaller, not bigger. So next time you find yourself on that loop, ask yourself the following questions. What's the worst thing that can happen? If that worst thing happens, then what? What would you do then? And could you survive that worst thing? What resources do you have that could help you with it? Think it all the way through until you reach what resources you have that would help you get through that big, horrible thing and watch your anxiety start to disappear. Now, I am a person to each their own. What works best for you does not always work best for your neighbor. But one of the ways that medication can help ADHD is that it does help turn off recess brain for a lot of people. So go ahead, if you are prescribed with medications, take your meds and then work to focus your attention on something else that engages your brain. Another way that can help you is by meditating, by focusing on the moment, on your breath, on your surroundings. You're calling your brain in from that recess and you're giving it a task to do. 
you're getting it out of this anxious or negative spiral. And when you do that, you're also allowing your nervous system to relax, which has the added benefit of starting a cycle in the opposite direction. Next, you're going to want to break it down. Sometimes anxious rumination can be about a big or dreadful task looming ahead of you. That's what's got you stuck. Then you need to try to break it down. You don't even have to break the entire thing down, but what are the first two to three small, think super duper tiny, steps to the task? Can you do that first one? How about a positive distraction? When in doubt, try distraction. It works with kids fighting at recess, and actually, it works with our brains too. What positive thing can you do that will absorb your brain and get it focused on something else? Can you take the dog for a walk? Can you listen to your favorite podcast? How about reading a good book? Play a game with your friend. Can you call your mom? Anything that will take your brain away from where it is and will get it absorbed into something else, that's something else being healthy and positive. It can get you off of that loop. Let's also mention exercise. Moving our bodies, particularly in more complex activities, takes effort, takes concentration, and it takes focus, calling our brain from that recess that it might be in. But if you're like me and your favorite exercise is something that doesn't require a lot of concentration, like running or a cardio machine in the gym, then try watching or listening to something absorbing while you do it. So drop a comment, let me know, what does your brain tend to ruminate about? And I would love to know if you would tell me what your favorite strategy is to shut it off. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you have a couple tips now that you can take away to help change the rumination that your brain does. I know that mine has done it a whole lot lately. And since you have made it this far into the episode of the podcast, it's time for a joke. How do you tell if a vampire is sick? Well, you can tell by how much he is coughing. I just want to give a shout out to the Patreons of the Neurodivergent Nurse. Well, maybe not so much a shout out, but like just a little FYI. I have these postcards going out in a couple weeks, the next set of them, because I'm going on vacation next week. So if you have not given me your address, please do, because I have stuff that I like to send in the mail for the Patreons here or there. So you can shoot me a message on the Patreon itself, or you can send me a message on Instagram, or even send me an email at the neurodivergentnurse at gmail.com, whatever makes you feel super safe for me to be able to get you the goodies that you deserve by being a supporter of this podcast. If you would like to contribute to this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse, where you can get exclusive bonus episodes, script of the show prior to the release, uncut video interviews of the guests, input on upcoming shows and ideas, and even more. Also, be sure to follow the neurodivergent nurse on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the neurodivergent nurse. And go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well and i hope you have a wonderful week and i can't wait to talk to you again